720 WGN hits Amy Guth and Rex Hupke here hanging with you till 9 p.m. Pleasure to be with you on this Memorial Day weekend. Lots of things to talk about today on the show. We'll be doing a little bit of politics. We'll be doing a little bit of news stuff, a little bit of sports because there's some sports related news for us to discuss. There's lots of things. I would like to um, discuss something else, though, that has come up between us, Hupke, and that is in planning this show. It was it, it has come to my attention <laughs> that here. Let me back up. There's a thing that I love the most about Chicago. And anytime someone says, what do you like most about Chicago? Since you didn't you weren't born here. I said, no, I wasn't. But I got here as soon as I could. And the thing that I love about Chicago is that as soon as it is even a little bit warm, we are outside living like it is our last day on earth. We are embracing the sunshine and soaking it up because we know how cold it's going to be in February. As I like to say, our February selves will thank us. Let's all go outside. Let's do as many things as possible outside. So I enter this conversation with that said. So it's come to my attention that you have some kind of aversion to dining al fresco. I am more of the rugged indoorsman, I think Get you could say. Here. <laughs> do not, I I do. I am is it, not, you don't like hot weather? I don't like hot weather, which is odd because I grew up in Florida. Yeah. So I think I just had enough over the years and can't take anymore, perhaps. But Well, I grew yeah. up in Texas, so I'm going to just rip that little argument up. Well, okay, fine. But I, you know, I walk around Chicago and I see even the tiniest speck of a restaurant <laughs> will put like, you know, one and a half chairs right yeah. on the side and there's cars zipping by you know like on western avenue or something like that sure. and they're buzzing by and it smells horrible and <laughs> there's people in the one and a half there's like five people sitting in the one and a half chairs because they are embracing a, the sunshine no, as see, human I, beings have done for thousands of years you know go go you go walk in the park you know if <laughs> I, i'm not opposed to getting outdoors actually i just don't really i don't like eating outdoors because you introduce so many other things that are uncomfortable or potentially uncomfortable like what? Bugs, for one thing. There's you know, gnats. Then also just sweating. You know, like I just don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't like. To... Okay, producer Tom Hush, you're in there doing the 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 poetry slam the poetry slam snaps up there. Oh yeah. So you are you are in agreement with Hupke? Yes, I am in complete agreement. I am not a fan of eating outside. I want air conditioning. What? I want a controlled environment. I am there to enjoy myself, not swat away at sparrows. Thank you. Yes. Sparrows? Yes. You've never been attacked by What's birds? What's wrong with a bird? No, I've not been attacked by a bird. Adorable little creatures hop yeah, along. Trying to get my go, fries. Here, angels, have a little corner of a french fry because, you know, all God's creatures, you guys. And then you, you get people that just, like, come up and check out your food, too. Like Who people does walking that? By, Where do like, you people. eat? No, that's how you like, walk by. They're, like, oh, they're staring at you. And I'm like, stop staring at my... Look, I'm sweaty, A. I've got bugs bothering me, and now you're staring at my food not cool domity help me out please how do you feel about dining al fresco um i, I don't know man i i gotta side with the fellas on this one i don't oh know i don't know i'm, so, I'm sorry amy i'm we need, sorry we need callers to help you out I'm afraid. Yes. <laughs> i think it is beautiful to embrace the season and say look at the beautiful sunshine upon us let us all eat outside I cannot believe none of you agree with me on there that. Are, there are many ways to embrace the great outdoors, but eating is not really one of them, I don't think. I I'm mean, always just, scared something is going to fly in, into you. my yeah. food or something. I, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like surprises. <laughs> <laughs> what is the matter with you three? I cannot believe it. I'm telling you, this is how I'm telling 
this is how I enter this conversation because I sit there going, it is warm and it is lovely. And warm weather puts me in a good and happy mood. My favorite thing is to walk around in the sunshine without fabric on my arms. If my arms are like if I'm in a tank top, I'm so happy to just feel the sunshine. I love that. So why would I not want to do that? As much as possible. Well, you don't have. You can do that indoors. You don't need to. I mean, I and again, you know me. I'm 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 heavily pro shorts. I don't like pants. <laughs> yes, you are. I despise pants. Uh, but that has no. That doesn't have anything to do with eating. I mean, you can eat inside and and have a tank top or whatever on. That's no, not it's a not about the tank top. It's about <laughs> experiencing the sunlight while outside. Well, but right. But the sun is still out there when you go out after you've had your meal and you're maybe you cooled off but that's nicely. like an hour of sunlight you didn't get <laughs> while you're having that food i will admit that i ate a piece of capri yesterday outside mm-hmm. and, and it, it was delightful wasn't it? it was enjoyable but i was a bit paranoid you know those little cotton things that those allergens that fly around in right. the summertime i was scared something would fly in my soup i, I was concerned yeah. was, you know what did you think was going to fly into your soup one of these allergens, those cotton things that float around allergen. in the summertime. You don't, yes. don't want to consume allergens when you're eating? My <laughs> yes, God. Exactly. What, who would do that? You've got to have a cl- Claritin in and, <laughs> and a heartburn medicine. I mean, Get, come on. Yes, I'll have the... Uh, of the mozzarella sticks and a bowl of Claritin, please. <laughs> you three are such babies. I cannot believe this. It oh, is. It, think about February. It is so cold in this city that, that don't you want to soak up as much summertime as you possibly can? No. Fine. <laughs> we have a caller. Let's see what the caller has to say. Mike from Riverside. Hello. You're on WGN. How are you? Hey, Amy. How are you? First of all, huge fan. But, Thank uh, you. I am I am in a, in agreement with everybody else. Oh, I, my I, lifelong yeah, Mike. Chicagoan, lifelong Chicagoan, and uh, <laughs> once it gets above seventy five degrees, it's too hot for me. There you and go. I don't like I don't like the idea of eating outside either. So, I, I don't. Sorry. I want to be friends with you, Mike. I do. I, I'm a big fan of Mike. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, thanks for the call. I appreciate right, it. Well. I see how it is here. I'm being ganged up on is what's happening here. Four zero. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Jack. You're on WGN. How are you? Jack, are you with us? Yes. So, how, um, how Amy, you, yeah. I am totally on your side. Thank um, you. The, the guys ought to turn in their Chicago cards <laughs> and... <laughs> Thank go you. go live out in Polo, Illinois, or <laughs> Mount Carroll, or Stockton, or some little place. Eat in McDonald's and Hardee's indoors. Nice. And the temperature will be the temperature will be climate controlled, yep. and they won't have to worry about sparrows. I mean, talk about snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting to Burn. be called a snowflake on air for the Jack. longest time. Thank, so you thank you for being my friend I and mean, coming to my defense here. I I say this from someone that does not live in Chicago. My daughter lives in Chicago. Eating and drinking outdoors, that's what makes Chicago Chicago. This is um, what I'm saying. Thank you, Jack. Yes. Well, I appreciate the support. There's one person am, on my side. That is, that is the first time. I am with you uh, 100%. Thank you, Jack. And where Thanks do you for live? Thanks taking my call. Where are you from, Jack? You said you don't live in Chicago? Well, um, my daughter uh, scolds me because I visit Madison, Wisconsin once a 
month, so I claim I'm from Madison, but she says, Dad, you're not. Actually, I'm from the small town of Clinton, Iowa. But, okay, uh, sure. I, I love to get to Chicago. I love to get to Madison. So um, Chicago's a great city, indoors or outdoors. Thank you very much. The, well are, said. Are I you, agree. Are you allowed to eat outdoors in Clinton or no? Do they? Do they let you do that? You can, but you <laughs> you struggle to find places here that uh, it's that that's kind of it's what a, I'm saying. It's just it's a bunch of snowflakes. Got, you huh? can go up to Galena in Galena, you can, and yeah. down to Leclaire, Iowa, but um, not so much here. See, Jack knows what's happening. All Thank right. you, Jack. Have a lovely Take day. Care, I appreciate Jack. the call. Hey, thank you guys. Thank you. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. While you guys are ganging up on me, this Jack will... and I are going to <laughs> go have a nice little bite to eat somewhere at a cafe because he's will, on my side. This will rage on. <laughs> oh, we are not finished, Hupke. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We'll be right back to settle the score. Eating outside is awesome. Hupke says otherwise. Right back in just a bit on 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN. Hey, it's Amy Guth and Rex Hupke hanging with you till nine o'clock, talking about all the things. We have settled a little fight about. Settled. Oh, it's settled because I'm right. <laughs> that last caller got the he got the last word, so yeah. therefore, it's One, right. I'm two, right. Th- I think we isn't it four to two at this point. I believe. Right, but but the caller but, said that last. Oh, I see. <laughs> so. Last well, and word. He did drop a sweet snowflake bomb. And he on did the rest call us, you so. a snowflake. He called you Rex Hupke, you Tom Hush, and you Domati Pongo a bunch of snowflakes. Man, Man that did. was funny. Hey, and that kind of counts as two. Yeah. His vote counts as two because that was a pretty good dig right there. That was a wicked burn. Get enough of us snowflakes together and you got a blizzard. Okay. So take that. <laughs> That's the only time I've ever been like pro the word pro snowflake. snowflake. Yeah. It was a sweet, it was a sick burn. I got to give it to it Jack. Was a sick burn. <laughs> it was nice. Points for Jack on that one. Yep. Mm, goodness. So, um, you know what? It is Memorial Day, and so I do want to talk a little bit about that. That is, um, well, first of all, looking at looking at social media on Memorial Day, I think leads people to believe leads people to believe that possibly there are a lot of folks a little confused about what it is. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like picture. I think it like Veterans Day and Memorial Day get a little confusing for folks which okay and um fourth of july sometimes gets squished in there yep definitely so i saw some really confusing instagram posts and i was like i don't think you know what memorial day is about that's okay so we're you know but the most stark example of that that i saw rex was i was in the grocery store this morning and there was a couple the guy was british the woman was american and they were buying a lot of hot dogs and a lot of beer and he was really completely bewildered as to why they were having a barbecue to celebrate on a non-celebratory holiday that he felt should be a little more somber. And she was really trying to explain, but even she realized she didn't have a good answer for that. Yeah, it's one of those odd things that that has been sort of, I don't want to say twisted or twisted up or turned around necessarily, but it's not, you know, I'm not saying that people who have barbecues on Memorial Day are in any way doing anything bad or wrong but the what what is missed is that it is a solemn day and it's a day to remember the women and men who've died yeah, sure. and given their lives for this country and um 
so you know you get a lot of happy memorial day which again you know innocent mistake not a i'm not casting aspersions on anyone but it is and frankly i there was a i remember when i was first told oh hey don't say that um and I didn't know prior to that. I, I, I was like, "Oh, oh my gosh!" I know, you know, just didn't think about it. You, and, and so, I think that we, I think there's a real eagerness uh, that people have to honor and cheer on and support active duty as well as veterans. And so, I think sometimes that rolls over itself, and you don't actually stop and think about what is the meaning of this particular day that we're dealing with here. Right. Right. Um, I saw a couple of little internet fights bubbling up this morning and one of them one of them was based on somebody posted a photograph of her uh, grandfather or uncle or somebody um, I think grandfather that said you know he served in World War II and he just died last year and mm-hmm. I miss him and you know happy Memorial Day so I'm putting this in his memory and so someone's like well no it's about people who die in combat not people who are veterans and then become civilians and go, you know? Yeah. Um, so, so this, this big fight erupted and, and, and it was uh, like her heart was in the right place. She, right. she was, she was mistaken, but her heart was in the right place. It's a bad thing to argue over. It I, is. I, I mean, it, ultimately she even said, but I don't want active service members to feel left out. Mm-hmm. And this other person said, well, but that's better. That's, that's Armed Forces Day and Veterans Day. Yeah. So everybody's covered. We're good. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that most, and frankly, I mean, the people whose opinions matter the most are veterans. Also and, that. And uh, the experiences that I've had around veterans on this issue is that they usually are very patient and will explain it nicely and, you know, recognize that somebody's not coming from a bad place when they when they say right. something like that, that it, they just don't get it. And right. so maybe the veteran can educate them, which is great. And right. that's the ideal. But yeah, you see a lot of people get snipey because that's what people do on social media sometimes. And, sure. and it's a shame because anything like that is just distracting from where and the thoughts should be and what the thoughts should be about. But yeah. so, I don't know. My dad has a hat that, that identifies him as a veteran, mm-hmm. a combat veteran, and he wears that a lot. And uh, we were somewhere one time and he, somebody said something like, Happy Memorial Day. Thank you for your service. And he just looked up and was like, I ain't dead. <laughs> and I'm like, that's... That's that's my dad. There you go. Yes, I mean, <clears throat> you see why I'm the way I am because he that kind of unfiltered bluntness is <laughs> ain't dead. Apple fallen oh. far from the tree, etc. He just yeah. like didn't even miss a beat. I mean, he then joked and it was like, I I thank you, but this is for the people who didn't make right, it. But yeah. thanks, you know. Okay, at least he came around. He came around, but just just completely deadpan. I ain't dead. <laughs> just I was like, dad, dad. Yeah, but I mean, for for so many people, though, this is it's a three day weekend, and yeah. you know the law they don't they don't think about it, and that's a shame. I mean, this is a real problem, widespread in our country generally. It's not appreciating veterans and their service and their um, sacrifices, particularly. So. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. And um, I think particularly, well, there's no. I mean, I, I would say there's no group of veterans that have had it worse than any other. I mean, I think war is war, and I've never been there, but certainly, um, you know. I'm from a military family, and uh, my dad is a combat veteran, as I said, and my both my grandfathers and uncles and all that. Um, so I think there's I, certain groups, though, I think had a very rough, particularly Vietnam veterans, I think. Mm-hmm. Coming back, there was so much going on politically, and a lot of people didn't. There wasn't that welcoming sense sure. is the sense that I get. So just be cool. Everybody be cool. Yes. 
all that. That's yeah. a good thing, right? Just be cool. I would say I understand why we were talking about this on the the Winterest Business Lunch on Saturday. I get why why travel numbers are relevant to Memorial Day. That that part doesn't bug me so much because it is a three day weekend. People sure. are yeah. traveling. I mean, most families don't live in the same place anymore. That most families are spread out. Right. right. So. If you have a three-day weekend, that's a good time to travel. I get mm. that. The sales part is a little... That seems extremely disconnected to me. Yeah, I agree. It's just uh, commercializing the... Uh, completely co-opting what this is all about. This was never about mattresses. Ever. No. So, you know, I think that that is very odd. And what do you do? I mean, I just... You right. know, I, well, you know, hashtag capitalism. Yeah, basically. That's what. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm not a... I'm not opposed to capitalism at all. I just, uh, but yeah, sometimes it has some. I don't even know you. It has some. <laughs> I've never said I was opposed to capitalism. <laughs> and, and, uh, unless that capitalism involves people eating outdoors. No, I can't. Oh, I we bring it back to that. <laughs> it's going to be the, it's going to keep going. How was that for a sweet segue, huh? <laughs> sweet callback, bro. <laughs> we're going to take a break is what we're going to do. And then we're going to get you to news here in just a bit. We will be right back. Amy Guth, Rex Hupke. Back in a flash, 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN. It's Amy Guth and Rex Hupke in for Justin Kaufman tonight. We're hanging out with you till nine PM. Talking about all the things we've been talking a little bit about Memorial Day because it is upon us, of course, and how sometimes it's a little the messages on social media people tend to kind of blend Memorial Day, Veterans Day, and Armed Forces Day kind of all into one thing, and we're trying to kind of like, well, you know, everybody's covered here, but we got to make sure we're doing the right one, and this indeed is about about people who gave the ultimate sacrifice in their service of this country, and we have Brian on the phone. Hi, Brian. You have a comment about Memorial Day? Hey, Amy and co-host. I forget your name. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can just you. call me. Call me whatever. I Rex answered Hupke. anything. <laughs> There's so many new people at WGN, but uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine was a, or is a, was um, um, Marine Corps, and he politely corrected me when I thanked him personally on Memorial Day. So, it, you know, it's it's kind of a good thing that, you know, people step up and say, hey, you know, these these aren't, it's not for me. I'm still alive, like right. your dad said. Yeah, yeah. Um. But the confusion part on the um, party in, in the afternoon, barbecues, whatnots, and so on and so forth, is you know, these military families, men, women, um, went through a lot, you know, gave their life for sure. all of us. And so with the federal government, the flag is supposed to be put at half staff up until noon. So the morning time, you mourn the loss of our fellow military people, not the ones that are still alive or like my grandfather who passed away at 95 um, a few years ago. And then in the afternoon, it's time for celebrating. You know, let's get together. This is why these people fought. This is why we all fight for what we're, we think is right. And, you know, let's celebrate in their memory. Now, that's just my personal opinion yeah that's a good point you know what i i i didn't realize that about the flags at noon i thought it was they were supposed to be at half staff all day long so i learned something from you brian thank you interesting yeah that is 
You have a good day, guys. Thanks All very right. much. Appreciate the call, Brian. Well, I didn't know. Did you know that? I did not. No, that's interesting. Unnamed co-host. Yes. Thank you. From here on out, I would like to be referred to as unnamed co- <laughs> Unnamed co-host. What's his name over there? Goof yeah. and unnamed co-host. Goof and what's his name? Can I be the producer formerly known as Tom Hush? Sure. Why not? Yes. You, ha- it, you have the best name. Tom Hush is such a good name. Why would you not embrace it? I will... You're the you're the kind of person that I will always address by first and last name. What's Thank up, you. Tom Hush? Because it's like that's just that's a name that just flows. Tom and Hush. I'm Roger Steelman. And you're nope. You're unnamed co-host. Although Roger Steelman is ridiculous. <laughs> Roger Steelman. Some guy listening right now is named Roger Steelman and is a super nice person. And he's gonna be like, "What's wrong with my name, bro?" Unnamed co-host. There, there is no greater indictment of the newspaper industry right now than. <laughs> Than, than you. Than Chicago <laughs> Tribune columnist, also known as unnamed <laughs> co-host. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you, Brian, for the wicked burn on yes, that guy. Yes, a sweet one. I appreciated that. I had it coming. He's right. He's right. You know, totally. there's lots of people. It's uh, Anytime there's a holiday, there's always, we always like. Yeah, there's a lot of shuffling. Mix up the, yeah, we shuffle the, the lineup a little bit. So, yeah. So we're in for Justin Kaufman. <laughs> He's off doing some stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so we've been talking about Memorial Day. And again, Brian, thank you for that. I didn't realize that the, the flag was no. raised fully after noon on, on Memorial Day. I did not realize that. And. We learn something every day. Yes, indeed. Um, so I want to talk about something else on a serious note, and that is um, Memorial Day marks the start of something called the 100 Deadly Days of Summer. It's not a very happy name, and it's not a very, uh, it's not a positive thing at all. It is, in fact, because it is a time when young people are out of school between uh, Memorial Day and Labor Day that the um, the incidence of of driving fatalities with young people goes way up because they're more likely to be out and about. They're more likely to have friends in the car, to be texting. Sometimes there's substances involved, things like that. Um, So very, like all the young driving fatalities, it goes way up. The numbers go way, way up starting Memorial Day for 100 days after this. So uh, let's, let's not do that. Let's think about this. Let's talk about this and I think have some conversations. Heidi Stevens at the Chicago Tribune has a great column today about this very thing. And she's looked at some data from National Safety Council, including all those risk factors like... Um, like warm and clear conditions that often tempt drivers to go fast or to, mm-hmm. you know, and have the top down, like all this stuff that, yeah. that, that in a crash, all these things work against you, having a lot of people in the car, all this stuff, having music up, having, you know, texting all these things so that it's when these crashes happen, there's more young people on the road as opposed to in school. But when these crashes happen, all these factors come together and they're, they're making up, you know, very serious accidents. So looking at data over the years, um, you know, these, this period of summer is a very dangerous one for teen drivers. It's like distraction upon distraction upon distraction. And and now, I I mean, that's always been the case with young drivers uh, being, you know, rowdy, big bunch in cars, whatever, inexperienced drivers. There's all kinds of factors that you can come up with. But, but now, and this was also in Heidi's uh, column in the Tribune, uh, uh, when it comes to using cell phones, cell phones are accounting for one in four car crashes uh, now. So you, like I said, you already had a situation where teen drivers were at risk and it was, it was tough. And now you've added in cell phones. And if you have multiple, I mean, I, I just, I can imagine being around teens with cell phones that, you know, 
it's not just the driver. I mean, you've got the driver, then you've got all four other people in the car, and they're all Everybody's doing something. Everybody's talking and texting. Look at this. Check us out. Oh, look what he just posted. Yeah, I mean, forget about it. It's just It gets crazy. So that is, I mean, I think... I mean, parent, and it's. I mean, it sounds kind of cliche. Like, talk to your kids about being right. safe, but but seriously, talk to them about and and talk to them specifically about the phones because, man, what a crazy way to cause their own injury or the injury of someone else or death, and uh, you know, just uh, it's horrible and it's it's so preventable if you can get through to the teen drivers. Well, and then you know, the teen brain is still developing, oh, yeah. totally. so there's you can say that all day, but I think sometimes you have to. You know, unfortunately, sometimes it takes like an accident of a classmate to really drive the point home that, oh, my gosh, I'm not invincible. These yeah. things can happen. And then, you know, then there's alcohol that when that gets involved, it's a whole other set of things. Anytime there is a, a you know, a three day weekend, a drinking holiday, alcohol related fatalities go through the roof. There's a spike in the summer. There's there's a spike at, at um, Memorial Day. There's one at Labor Day, and then then the big one is from Thanksgiving through uh, New Year's Day because people are out, they're drinking, they're partying, all that throughout the holidays. All sometimes road conditions are bad. Yeah. Um, that one is a whole other level. If so, if you add distract, and in fact, I've I've talked about this on on the show before that distracted driving and and impaired substance impaired driving, they're they're we think of like, I'll just send this quick text, but I'm not, you know, drunk or anything. So it's fine. In fact, you are equally incapable of powering a motor vehicle sure, at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. And there's data behind that too. That And I've had, um, I've had a journalist on talking about that, who's done a lot of work in this area. And, uh, and, and I, I know I talk about, um, uh, about DUIs a lot because I lost a family member to a drunk driver. So I always give a PSA about, look, I don't care how drunk you get. Just make a plan. And mm-hmm. especially now that Uber and Lyft exist, like you have no reason to be driving drunk. Yeah. None whatsoever. And and uh, really, go drink all you want, but just go pass out in the bushes. Right. Don't go get behind the wheel or like make a plan or call Uber or whatever you want to do. And, and don't be doing that because uh, in my case, my family member was killed on the 4th of July and it was, you know, like she was on her way to a party and this dude was on his way to a party and cars collided and she didn't make it. She was killed instantly. She's 24 years old. Jeez. And and it was in an instant, you know, my family changed and I've met many other families that have have had similar things happen and families change in an instant and no one thinks they're going to do it. No one thinks they're sometimes people say, Oh, I'm just a little buzzed. It's fine. No. Mm-mm. The thing I hear the most is when people say, well, I didn't want to have an awkward conversation, have the awkward conversation Oh yeah, yeah. because it, it literally can save lives to have an awkward conversation. Like, look, I know you just had a couple drinks and you seem okay, but why don't you just hang out a little bit longer? Sure. Or just stay, crash here on the couch or whatever. Have that awkward conversation. And if someone wants to push back, say, well, look, I value your life and the lives of others. So zip it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, from a parenting standpoint, and my kids aren't that old at this point, but I have to worry about it yet. But, you know, I think a big thing is to make sure that they know that you will support them no matter what like in other words if you when my kid is of that age where i start to be concerned about that i'm going to tell him listen if you get drunk or even have a drink you know i don't want you doing that but if you do you call me i don't care where you are and i'll come and get you or you know and that's okay you know i'm not gonna wring your neck or anything i mean you know what i mean you're not gonna be in 
that's all I care about is getting you from point A to point B safely and you're not hurting yourself or somebody else. And I think, you know, that's not, uh, I don't think that that is a, um, a signal to go ahead and knock yourself out and booze it up. I think that's just being honest with your, with your kid and saying, look, okay, you know, this is, let's not have a barrier here. Okay. You should not be in a position where you're worried about calling us because you're worried about getting in trouble over this. What you should be worried about is driving drunk or, or driving with someone who's, who you know is drunk. So I don't have kids, but I would love to hear from somebody who maybe has had that call from their kid or made that call to their parents Mm -hmm. as a kid, because I can also see a kid going, man, I know my dad said that, but I'm going to get in so much trouble if I call him because I'm drunk. Mm Mm-hmm. So I could see a kid having conflict about that, though, like, oh, I know my parents said it was cool, but I know I'm going to get grounded if if I have to call him and say that I just drank a six-pack. Yeah, no, you're right. And that's a relationship and a trust that you have to build, I think. I mean, I don't think that just – that's not just a one-off conversation. I mean, that's something where they have to know, like, okay, you know, when mom and dad or whoever says this, they, they mean it, and, you know, that's okay. And here's – you know, you sort of set up the – here are the – the key things, you know what I mean? Like you care if your kid does certain things right. or not, but there, you know, something like that's a biggie. So, right. The line is no kilos of cocaine in the car. Right. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise we're good. Yeah. No, I, I kind of remember my parents saying that to me, despite like by the time I was old enough to go out and stuff like this had already occurred in mm-hmm. my family. So I knew that, and it was not going to be a thing because of that. Yeah. But, um, I, I just kind of remember it was a one-off conversation and my, my dad was like, no questions asked if you're ever out drinking or whatever, just call us. We'll come pick you up. It won't be a big deal. But then my mom like echoed, you know, right behind me. She's like, but you will be in so much trouble for drinking. <laughs> I was like, well, which is it guys? Okay. I think- so I don't think I, I think, what did I do? Well, I never had a drop of alcohol until I was 21 years old is what That's I meant to say just did. now. Yes. <laughs> That's what. Amy Guth, you're po- she's polishing her halo as we speak. As we speak. <laughs> but I think um, I'd be interested to know, you know, the the, the, the public uh, service campaigns and everything on drinking and driving. I think kids now are so much more, like, you know, you don't have as many young people smoking. Right. I think there's a much bigger taboo on drinking and driving and, yeah. and that sort of thing. So I think they're much more cognizant of this than, than when we were kids. Uh, but the... So I'd be interested in knowing the you know the number of alcohol related fatalities if those among teens are down, but then the you bring this the technology into it and that's perhaps right. covered the I'm sure any, that any losses. You know, be inter- I'd be interested to know. I'm that. sure that data is out there. Yeah, we could find that. Well, we need to take a break, so okay. that's the thing we can do on the break. We can go look that up. And one little footnote on this topic while we're talking about before we go to break, and that is all day long I've been seeing people tweeting out the locations of DUI checkpoints. Don't do that. Yeah, they're there for a reason. They're there to save lives. Yeah, exactly. Don't do that. Right. And one of them, so then I saw one, and so I started searching for them on Twitter, and one of them, uh, this random person that lived like in West Virginia, she was tweeting, um, guys, I'm super hammered because I had to have hair of the dog. She was like, talking about her hangover. She was a series of tweets, and she's like, so there's a DUI checkpoint here, here, and here. Don't go there. <laughs> I was like, someone go arrest this woman. Like, right, yeah. She's exactly. talking about drinking and driving. Lord have mercy on us all. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back in just a bit. Amy Guth, Rex Hupke on 720 WGN. Come 
720 WGM. Amy Guth and Rex Hupke in for Justin Kaufman hanging with you till 9 o'clock. I'm going to turn things over to Mark Caro, our good friend. He will be in to talk about all kind of things, but I'm betting movies will be on that list. That's a thing he talks about a lot. He loves the, he loves the cinema. The cinema. <laughs> the theater. Yes. That's what he does. The moving pictures, as we call it. <laughs> the talking the pictures. Talk, yeah, the talk. Say there. <laughs> the talkies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord, we're punchy uh, we, today. Hubby. We just we just went back like a you know any, hundred years. Any time I can do that voice, I'm happy about it. Any time I can start since with say there the talking pictures, it's a good thing because I don't know why, but I never get to do that voice. So there we go. Um, okay, let us move back to serious stuff that we were talking about because we were talking about how when we are on holiday weekends, the uh, traffic fatalities go way up. And we need to work together to make that not happen because that's obviously very, very bad. But we were we were uh, hypothesizing a little bit. So on the break, we were looking at some data because there have been so many um, anti-drinking and driving campaigns over the years and so much work from groups like Mothers Against Drunk Driving and Students Against Drunk Driving and so many others that are doing really thoughtful work in that area. But at the same time, we have texting and driving, and and we have very connected cars that ask us to do a lot of stuff while we're driving. So we were wondering if maybe uh, as alcohol-related fatalities on the road go down, if maybe technology-related ones are going up. And what did you find in your Google searching? In fact, uh, and I did, this is a not shameless plugging of my employer, but I Google searched and came up with a Chicago Tribune story by uh, Robert McCoppin from last year. That talked about this very thing, not specifically relating to teens, but just in general. And and yeah, it said that after um, decades of overall improvement in uh, safety or decreases in, in uh, traffic fatalities, they are now in 2016 started ticking up, and uh, the deaths uh, increased nationwide eight uh, percent actually in 2015, which was the largest year-to-year increase in a half century. Wow, that's yeah, very that was staggering, right? And then uh, the first, I'm, this story is from 2016. It said the first okay. six months of 2016, driving fatalities are up nine percent over the same period last year. So it's getting even worse. And uh, the uh, folks that they talked to from different advocacy groups and experts who study this sort of thing did say that the problem largely has to do with distracted driving, mm-hmm. not so much drunk driving, but distracted driving. People on cell phones, texting, using apps to follow directions playing Pokemon Go is this story. Oh, that said, was happening at the slightly, time. Yeah, slightly dated, but you, you yeah. get the idea. So, um, and, and the problem that a lot of the folks say in this uh, story is that it's so hard to enforce that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's much easier to enforce, like we were saying, with, with the DUI checkpoints, that sort of thing. You know, texting while driving, even just using a, you know, a GPS-type uh, app or whatever on your phone, it's really hard. And, and so this is a problem that is going to... I mean, I think the public awareness campaigns about it are are huge, as they were with with um, uh, drunk driving. But this is something that's on a lot of people to just get their heads together and say, okay, wait a minute, maybe I don't need to check my Twitter yeah. feed yeah. right now while I'm going 60 on the highway. So. Right. The story we were talking about a little bit earlier um, from Heidi Stevens at the Chicago Tribune, she's writing about how, how teen driving – uh, fatalities go way up during starting Memorial Day through Labor Day. They're out of school. They're together. There's lots going on. There's just it's when an accident happens. So many factors contribute to it going to going badly. But in the story, she she had some some tips because she talked to a lot of people about what to do to help this 
this this problem. And one of them I, I really liked a lot, and that was to have a special have young people in your life, but I think this could be for anybody, have a special ringtone and, and sound notification for emergency stuff um, so that, uh, you know, so that you don't feel like you need to check it right then. Like, that's no big deal. Yeah. Like, that's okay. Sure. Right. I don't totally know how to do that, but. Yeah, I don't either. I have to get, have to get a teen to show me. <laughs> Excuse me, teen. Summon some teens. Tell us how to do the things on our phones. Hello, fellow teen. Could you- oh, man. <laughs> There are no teens listening to us. And if there are, they were just like, oh, my God, Gen Xers are so dumb. Seriously, right? They're like, who is that unnamed co-host? Who's an idiot? <laughs> Amy Youth is dumb, and so is that unnamed co-host of hers. Idiots. I hate, I hate him. <laughs> Hashtag unnamed. I literally hate that guy so much. There's my teen girl voice. That was rude. Because I know women my age, they're doing that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that voice is not limited to anybody. That's anyway. Even teens would mock you for your mocking teen voice. That's kind of meta. Yeah, right? All right. I think we got to take another break and get you to news and do all of those good things. Amy Guth, Rex Hupke, back in just a bit on 720 WGN. Seven twenty WGN. It's Amy Guth and Rex Upke who may or may not be singing along to this song right now, <laughs> off to the side, away from his microphone. Just it was saying. fantastic. <laughs> Sure was. Yep. Um, you know, we do uh, every week, Rex Hupke and I do a podcast together called Guth and Hupke on politics, where we talk about all of the political stuff. And to be honest with you, it's an hour long show and we pack a lot of stuff in there because as we all can agree, the political headlines are moving real fast these days. A lot going on with them. And in fact, sometimes we get halfway through the show and go, oh, wait, that was that was only three days ago. That seemed like it was, how can we not talk about that? That already seemed like a month ago because so much has happened between now and then. So we're not going to stay on politics long. We're just, and we won't have time to take calls on this, but I we want to update you just a little tiny bit uh, because as the, the, the Trump family has come off of the overseas trip and, uh, you know, refreshed themselves from lots of travel because, you know, that wears you out. Working hard. Sure, sure, with the orbs and whatnot. <laughs> Can you let's pause on the orb for a minute? I, that, and that was like eight weeks ago. It seems like in, in, in political Trump, internet years. Yes, that was Trump, a Trump, decade ago. Trump time goes like dog. You know, I mean, it just it's amazing. But in Saudi Arabia, with the hands on the glowing orb, with the other guys, if Barack Obama had ever done that, absolutely, and there was a photo of that taken. It would have had a very different reaction. Fox News would have actually imploded upon itself, I think, and just formed. Orb. It would have formed. <laughs> would have formed a some kind of wormhole to another dimension. I mean, it would just. Uh, the, I, I just every, and there was nothing wrong with him putting his hand. I don't care that he's putting his hand on a glowing orb, whatever. Yeah, do you I don't, knock yourself out? But it you was do just, you, man. It was just amazing. I dare any any Trump supporter out there. Okay, I just tell- said we're not taking calls, and you're making no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not asking them to call. I'm just this is just a return. You know, I don't want to. I don't. I dare you. I don't. But I don't want to hear from you. Uh, no, but I, I, to to tell me that had Obama done that, you wouldn't be flipping out right now, and your head wouldn't have exploded and just you know into a million pieces. So anyway, that was just part. But the orb was that was a, that was a classic moment sure. in in uh, Trump 
uh, sure. overseas vacation. With the in the slideshow, the family gatherings that like here's our trip. Yeah, overseas. That's going to be a here's good where he offended slide. all of NATO. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, nice. that's some things that happen. Anyway, we're not going to go into all of that. We're going to save that for the podcast. Um, but there's a there's a couple things that have just started to come up because we've you know we've been on a kind of quieter news weekend for once mm-hmm. <laughs> for a minute yeah. people slept through the night in this business anyway that that was exciting <laughs> um but there's a little bit of stuff that that has surfaced about uh it's the washington post that has it about how he how the president prefers his intelligence briefings that i think is so interesting and quirky if i'm being charitable yes and yeah, this is a it's a brilliant Washington Post story with this really detailed information. And the headline is Trump demands brevity when he consumes top secret intelligence. So there's a couple parts. The president likes to pour over visuals, maps and videos, as well as, quote, killer graphics, as CIA director Mike Pompeo phrased it. Yet there are signs that he might not be retaining all the information he has presented, fully absorbing its nuance or respecting the sensitivities of the information and how it was gathered. And we've seen that, obviously, we've seen that, yeah. in the release of intelligence to the Russians when they were visiting the Oval Office without any American media present. And uh, uh, even one of the things they point to is that that information that came out during the Russian meeting mm-hmm. involved intelligence from Israeli sources, right. sensitive, very sensitive intelligence. The Israelis were not pleased about that because it put one of their people in jeopardy, sure. one of their assets in jeopardy. And... While in Israel, he tried to explain that away by saying, Trump did, by saying, just so you understand, I never mentioned the word or the name Israel. Never mentioned it during that conversation. Thereby kind of actually confirming what he had done. (laughs) So that's like saying, I'm not going to say anything about Rex, but I have something to say about an unnamed co-host who said the following things. Or it's like eating a powdered donut and then having powder all over your face. It's like, I didn't eat that donut. Cheeto hands yeah, or something. Yeah. About. Um, I mean, I will say this to be fair, the retaining information like eh, I mean, if you're getting a daily brief, that's a lot of information. Imagine how much information you have to have in your head to at least passably be the president, which mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily saying that's what's happening. But imagine how much information you're being presented on a daily basis. And indeed, there are visual learners, there are text learners, so I'm just trying to be fair here, that there's no way you could retain it all. But you'd think maybe some, maybe like if I was president, I would say, here's what I would like. I would like in my daily intelligence briefing, a cover page with some bullet points and then all the supporting data under it. That is what I would like. Yeah, I have no, personally, I have no problem whatsoever with how somebody wants to get the information. And I agree with you, I think, and I agree with, even with him in, in, in that Okay, let's get, get get to the point. Don't bury yeah, the lead. Yeah, just tell me what's up. Tell me what's going on. The problem seems to be that he uh, doesn't demonstrate in any right. of his, his public speaking any kind of grasp for the sensitivities, the oh, seriousness no, of the things that are going on. Correct. Uh, what might be you know uh, offensive or not offensive to you know certain cultures or because of certain historic uh, relationships and that sort of well, thing. Well, that's a bit lost in him. Yeah, it is. And that's the well, that's where it's the problem. I don't right. care how you want to learn right. the things, but you are president of the United States, and I would expect you to, to A, take them seriously, and B, demonstrate at least at least a, you know, a basic uh, uh, 
comprehension of sure. of what's happening here and why it matters. Well, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, and and that is usually going into that role, you have you probably have a JD, so you probably already have a pretty good understanding of the entire legal and governmental system and the constitution and all those things. So coming in from a business background, real estate, while that was refreshing to some people who support him mm-hmm. from being a, for being a Washington outsider, in fact, there is, I think we can all agree, there is some, if you don't come from that world, there's just stuff you don't know having not studied it. Right. And I think that's, you know, kind of essential to bring that to the job. And again, I'm, I am fine with a fresh voice, a fresh, fresh ideas, someone who doesn't necessarily even have a, a political background per se, but that person needs to be very curious and needs to be willing to listen to and surround themselves with very intelligent people. One of the big things I think we're wrestling with right now that, that makes me kind of nuts is people are not recognizing that there are people who are experts on different subjects. Sure. Uh, for example, if you know a plumber comes to my house and says, this is what we need to do to fix that drain, I'm not going to say, mm, I don't think you're right. Because right. I'm a journalist. <laughs> right. And if the plumber wants to ask me a question about how to write something and I say something and they're like, mm, I don't think that's right. I'm going to be like, hey, dude, right. stay in your lane. Let's you might both... say, why do you think that? Because right. that seems like a very costly thing to replace every pipe in my right. house. Right, yeah. Let's, let's both stay in our lanes Tell here. me why. And let's, you know, let's respect people. And their expertise. Uh, right, and their yeah. expertise. And that doesn't mean that they're always right. That doesn't mean the plumber's right about something. That doesn't mean me as a journalist, like I'm yeah. always right about how to write something at all. But it does mean that we at least... If you're betting on something, right. the odds are best if you bet on the person who knows what they're actually talking about. Sure. Not the person who's got like this gut instinct based on nothing. That's where it gets to be problematic. Yeah. And I would even go so far as to say sometimes, yeah, having a fresh voice coming in, especially in a like a legacy business model where people are going, nope, that's the way we've always done it. Sometimes you bring in a new person and and you can and they'll say, well, because they don't have that institutional knowledge, it works to their advantage and they can go, well... If you've always done it this way, you can cut out these five steps and do this. And suddenly you've just like innovated in your industry. But we're not talking about like the widget factory. Sure. We're talking about the presidential role. And I think what any good leader would do is if you come into, if you make an industry switch, you would want to surround yourself with the best people, said experts, and be like, okay, I don't know. Like if if I were him and I came into that job, I'd be like, okay, I have a background in real estate. I don't know constitutional law. I'm going to get the best person I can find to tell me about that. And I don't know this part, so I'm going to get the best person to tell me about that. And I don't know anything about foreign policy, so I'm going to do that, right? Even if he has personal interest in it. I think the two things you said that that I think you really you really hit the, the nail on the head, curiosity and and the ability to set your ego aside right? and say, I don't know that, but I have the best person who can take care of that. Cause that's the thing. If you're the boss, you're not doing that stuff anyway. You're delegating sure. all that's mm. in anywhere. You're the boss. Yeah. You're going to, you know, pitch in when things are busy, but for the most part, you're, you have department heads to take care of all of those things. Yeah. So you're not personally going to say, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a role that would be in any field. Like you're not personally going to do the press briefing. Right. You're going to, you're going to send someone. So you want the best possible person. Possibly another thing that did not happen. <laughs> yes. No offense, spicy, but spicy bear. Um, yeah, but no, it, it's a real, it's a real problem. And I think that it, it takes humility to be able to say, yeah. well, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm, let me find out. But I mean, as a reporter throughout my career, I, I go places 
and you've done this also, we both do this, you know, you go places that you're unfamiliar with yeah. and you ask people to explain things to you. Yeah, I, I say why. I, yeah. Explain I, that why. Tell me why. I was in the writing about the drug dealing on the west side of the Chicago probably to 10 years ago or something like that. And I'm in the backseat of a car with a guy who's an active drug dealer and we're talking and he's saying things that I don't understand. Mm -hmm. And I stopped him and I, he said, I asked him how much he made a, a day or something. And he said like three stacks. And I said, what's that mean? And he kind of laughed at me because he thought it was funny that I didn't know that. And I looked at him and I said, Hey man, I'm not a drug dealer. <laughs> I was like, sorry, but I'm not. And he thought that was the funniest thing in the world because I was sort of, you know, kind of humbling. And I was sure. like, listen, I don't know what you're talking. And I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to be, oh, cool. Yeah, a few stacks. Excellent. But it's $1,000, <laughs> by the way. But anyway, right. so, you know, and from that point on, it was great. And we talked and, and you know, I, I learned a lot. Um, so that's how you have to do things, though. And so yeah. I, uh, if you don't do things that way, you're just going to make a fool of yourself constantly. Yeah. Well, I think that's that the combination of humility and curiosity. And I think that's why... I mean, that's, that's an essential quality in our field. You have to go into things, know, I was going to say knowing what you don't know, knowing there are things you don't know. Right. You have to go in saying, I, I know, I don't know what I don't know. So I'm just going to be in perpetual absorbing information mode sure. throughout the, my entire career. And I think there's a mindset and I don't think that is present in the White House. I don't think so. No. On that note, we're going to take a little break. Amy Guth, Rex Hupke, in for Justin Kaufman, back in just a bit on 720 WGN. <laughs> we all need maps. Technical difficulties here. Anyway, what's that, Hupke? If there's ever a gap like that, I can always just sing. You know, I'm happy yeah. to do that. If you would sing this song, this is a good song. Anyway, so we were talking about some politics stuff, but you know what? Holiday weekend, so we don't want to go too deep on that. Because you know what? If you're listening to the radio, you're probably around family, and nothing brings family together like talking about <laughs> yes. politics. Now we're going to talk about religion. I'm <laughs> <laughs> bringing that up. That's fun because that, that makes – actually, that's the way to get your relatives to go home. That's true. It is getting late. So If you're you know. like, mm, i got to work tomorrow, just start talking. Like, turn on the radio a little bit louder, start talking about politics. People will clear out of your house. Ba-boom. Yeah, it's we got you. A, it, we got you covered, work. Chicago. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. So anyway, we go uh, much heavier on politics on Guth and Hupke on politics. You can find that at wgmradio.com on the WGM Plus app and on iTunes. So if you would like to hear us um, use a lot more colorful language to talk about the political headlines of the day and to go deep into the issues, that's where you can go to find it. It is America's most popular political podcast. That I'm, is 100% not true. I'm just saying that. <laughs> we <right> have nine <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Lord allow have me, mercy. Allow me to make it official. I just want to completely shift gears for a minute from politics to Little League because there is a story. Natural segue. Natural segue. That's why you just got to call it sometimes. Um, there is a story that makes me laugh so much. It is so funny. There uh, is a LaGrange youth baseball team. And um, they have chosen the name for themselves because, you know, some of the little league teams have real cute little names. Some of the are, dragons. Yeah, some of are really cute. Um, they have called themselves the Illuminati, <laughs> which is so funny it's to fantastic. me. Fantastic. But it's making them quite popular. Yes. So they have like a little, What is, what is in their little merch store exactly? They've got like hats, t-shirts, <laughs> and the... <laughs> That's just, How old are they? They're like uh, they're little. It's a little league team. Yeah, wait, I don't know where do they have ages on. I don't here? think that. Uh, yeah, oh, oh wait, um, 
10 years of age and under there you go. from yeah. neighboring towns. Yeah, they're, they're, they're little They're, little, they're dudes. little, little bitty They've got this patch on their actual uniforms that's the, you know, the all-seeing eye that says, trust no one. <laughs> that's so funny. It's fantastic. So how did a bunch of under 10-year-olds come up with, like, how do you even know about the Illuminati when you're under 10? They're, they're, the Illuminati has been kind of a, a joke in some kid shows for some reason and I, I, oh. I, I my kids talked about it at one point and i'm like how do you know like where's that coming right. from and it was very odd but yeah the gravity falls is one show that has it on i think there's another that, that it, it's kind of like a, a gag that seems to show up in a lot of kids shows and uh anyway so these little dudes had the this was all the kids this wasn't the coaches this was, i can see if i was the coach i would have tried to get them to sure. do that but most you coaches, would have come up with something bizarre <laughs> like here's what you should do children most, you should call yourself yeah something ridiculous most coaches <laughs> would probably be like what but anyway these coaches obviously are very cool and they let them do it but then they tweeted you know a picture of a little guy with the illuminati patch on his arm and it got something like 30,000 retweets or yeah. something like that went viral and now they have a GoFundMe page where they're you know trying to raise money to support the team and go to and, state and whatnot yes what exactly league teams do exactly do all the things get a nicer uh nicer locker room I imagine for themselves or something like that but um and they're so yeah so they're selling t-shirts that say the Illuminati oh and God. you know youth baseball team and so <laughs> they've raised what almost six grand already yeah 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 they have a, yeah the GoFundMe uh where is that? It's GoFundMe.com backslash Illuminati Baseball. baseball. <laughs> Little darling. It's just a great idea. I, I absolutely feel like love it. If I had kids, they would be on that team. Like, yes, exactly. True. Little tiny gooths would be yeah. on some Trust kind no of. Trust no one. Yeah, would be on a team with some kind of like smart alecky name like that. Yeah, exactly. So kudos to the Lagrange Youth Baseball team, the Illuminati, because uh, so funny. they are making uh, this country more interesting every moment. I'd say every moment. We need all the help that we can get. Might get myself a hat. I was say we should order some stuff. We should have them on. Oh, that'd be funny too. The, the Illuminati. Our next coming up next, <laughs> the, the Illuminati. Entire... <laughs> the all-seeing Illuminati. <laughs> next guest, Illuminati. I, we are sober as stones. We're just Indeed. really punchy is what we are doing. Yeah, it's fun. It's because we we like, we like let off the, the gas for a minute, right? It's yeah. been nonstop, and this is like the first big holiday weekend we've had since the election, or since the inauguration anyway. Yeah. And it's just been nonstop, and so I think everybody slept, and no one knows what to do now. Yeah. Everybody's rested right. and punchy. <laughs> like, Wow. <laughs> My brain doesn't quite know. It sort of hit the brakes. and It's, it's not uh, recovered. Yeah. yeah. Not good. Yes. You have or written good. about um, also kids of that age recently. You were writing about those um, those fidget spinners. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is such a... I didn't know what they were until you told me. I had never even seen these things. And then you were like carrying one around and you were writing about them. Lots to say about the fidget spinner. But we're going to take a little break, get you news, all the good stuff. And when we come back, we will talk about the fidget spinner and all that is with them because there's... I I got an education about them because I didn't realize they were such a thing. It is it is a thing. Let me oh, tell you. Oh, it's a big thing. Yeah, big time. Yeah, Amy Guth, Rex Hupke here on seven twenty WJ. Nope, nope. Tom Hush is telling me no. Keep going. Oh, okay. We're well, not going to anyway. take a break. I don't even know what's happening right now. <laughs> Normally, one takes a break and then goes to news, but that's not what we're going to do because it's a special night. We're just going to keep talking. So let's talk about the, sp- the I fidget spinner. I am spinning spinners. my fidget spinner very fast right now. Let me. Tell I you. need a fidget spinner, yes, apparently. Exactly. Tell me about okay. the fidget spinner, Rex Upke. Okay, for those of you who have been uh, residing in a cave for the past month or so, fidget spinners are a uh, plastic thing with usually three prongs, uh, bearing in the middle, 
and uh, each prong has a weight on it, so it's a little heavy, and you spin it. So you hold the middle. Yeah, you hold the you middle, the like thing. finger or a thumb and your whatever that is, forefinger. But it's just finger? like a, it's a do nothing. Like <laughs> yeah. it's not supposed just, to do yeah, anything. Yeah, you just spin it. You can do tricks. Like, and so it started out as a, just a distraction, not a distract, a, a, a uh, thing to help thing. people focus, yeah. right? Like real fidgety people could, sure. and, and including kids with ADHD, mm-hmm. some kids with autism. Uh, so it's made you know, for that purpose. Yes. Okay. And then, uh, but then it took off with other kids because basically the way kids, as I've been able to observe anyway, work is like one kid has a thing that's, you know, shiny or spinny or whatever. And then every other kid says, oh my God, I have to have that thing that's that shiny, shiny or spinny, spinny right yeah. now. So it took off like crazy. And now every kid on earth has 25 of these like little spinny things in their pocket and they hit them, you know, you kind of whack one of the prongs. Why and do you need more than one? Uh, just because, uh, you know, they're awesome. Okay. <laughs> I mean, are well, there? I really don't know about these. I've only seen the one that yeah. you had the other day, and that is. So, are there like certain types? Like, if you had a certain, is there like a trusted special? What's the Cadillac of fidget spinners? Is there, where I'm going well, with yeah, this? some of them get obscenely expensive. Okay. Like, I mean, like a hundred dollars, all the way up to like obviously some lunatic thousand dollar ones or whatever. But that's you know rare. But yeah, you know they go anywhere from like five dollars to a hundred dollars if if you want like the titanium bearing whatever you know why do you want that because it spins longer so the better the bearing in the middle the longer it spins got it okay but what what i've seen however is that the price doesn't really matter one of my kids has super cheap ones that spin better than the more expensive ones whatever but they like them because you know they're in all different colors so you can get different colors you can get one with two prongs instead of three prongs you can get one that looks like a ninja star you can get one that lights up when you spin i mean you know there's every iteration but is there a therapeutic benefit to like if you need it for focus is there data behind it about how it's helping yeah what i've read uh from different very it's it's mixed let's put okay. it that way the experts that i've read in all kinds of different stories say that some say yeah it can help somewhat others say not really and then the problem is that it's just if if it is helping the individual kid it's distracting others because it does make a little whirring sound wow, <laughs> wow. so suddenly we're like the date wasn't that good but i may go out there again just like hang out with your yeah. dad <laughs> oh my gosh are we taking a break? We're taking a break. Let's take a break. Amy Guth and Rex Hupke here on 720 WGMB. Right back in just a bit. Seven twenty WGN. Amy Guth and Rex Hupke in for Justin Kaufman. At nine o'clock. We're turning things over to our good friend Mark Caro. He's going to talk about all kind of lovely things. I'm betting some of it has to do with the cinema. <laughs> because that is a thing that he talks about quite a bit and quite knowledgeably so. Indeed. Um, but you know what? We opened this show starting uh, at the top there at seven. We were talking about um, a very upsetting development in the friendship of Amy Guth and Rex Hupke. And that is that he does not believe that it is necessary, good at all whatsoever to have a meal outside. And I think that is a lovely, beautiful thing to do. So... We were talking about that, and um, a few people have weighed in. We had some lovely callers. Thank you, Jack, for having my back on that one when everyone else was, when Doma T and Tom and Rex were all whooping up on me and those callers. Um, but you know what? Some people have weighed in on social media. I think you may have won this one. Oh, my God. I never thought I'd hear those words. Shut up. <laughs> Don't make me regret saying them. I'm trying to be fair. People are weighing in. They're like, yeah, it's fine if you like bugs in your food. Yeah, there you go. See, we're... We don't like the bugs. And I the just threat. heard Tom Hush yell through the producer booth glass <laughs> in in joy and glee for having won that one. 
But I feel like Jack's comment kind of trumps everything anyone else can <laughs> say. I mean, yeah, Jack dropped a he dropped a. Because he called, oh, us, the part yeah. where he called you guys snowflakes? Yeah, yeah. my ego yeah, is part. pretty severely bruised. Well, you point. were talking about being threatened by a little cotton puff. <laughs> what did you call it? An allergen? It was an, an allergen, allergen not allergens a cotton puff. Allergens are scary. Okay, yes, I'll allergens, have you know. allergens can be very serious. I'm telling the, you. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to stand up, though. I'm going to stand up to the snowflake comment because. Normally, I do not I, support that kind of. But I, in that case, it was in my defense. So I, it's fine. I, yes. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't think I'm any more or less of a person for wanting to take advantage of the buildings that human humanity has constructed to house themselves. The wonderful air conditioning uh, machines. Hubby is a better man than I. You can tell I work for like I work in HVAC. Yeah, the air conditioning machines. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the reason Trump won. (laughs) The air conditioning machines. The air conditioning. Do you like? Let's say. Let's call all the things the most. Like, name them as difficultly as possible. Like, they're not jeans. They're denim yes. pants. Yes. Well, it's like getting uh. a generic box of Cheerios. They're not Cheerios. They're oat circles. Yes. Yes. Yeah. The very oat literal <laughs> loops of fruit. Oh my lord! Have mercy right artificial. now. Oh my god. Yes, but yes. Anyway, what I was I was taking a stand against the stove, the snowflake uh, yes, aspersion and aspersion. Uh, yeah, which sounds kind of snowflakey, I guess when I, say, when I say it like that. But what are you going to do? Once you've said air conditioning machines, you. I mean, you I'm just saying much. the guy called you a snowflake because you guys were all like, dandelions might get in my food. <laughs> I could get us. I could get a sport. <laughs> In fact, Hupke, you specifically said a sparrow might come up. My my kale salad might get a spore on it. (laughs) Can you imagine? To be fair, anyone eating kale salad will probably eat the spore as well. Oh, this is locally sourced spore. Don't worry. Exactly. I'll have you know that I had kale salad just this afternoon before the show. Oh, nice. How are the dandelions? (laughs) I didn't eat it outside. Oh, okay. For me, the big thing is the heat. I don't like to, like, seriously, I feel, you know, I don't like to sweat when I'm eating. It just takes away from. I'm just like, Ugh, and then I get self conscious, like, oh god, I'm, you know, my look like I'm sweating like and eating is fine. Fool. Crying and eating is where I draw the line. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> That's where I draw the line because that just seems unnecessary and quite sad. I mean, crying and eating indoors would be the ultimate snowflake move, I suppose. No, that's very heartbreaking. Like if you've got to cry while you're having food, like that's you. You got to stop and say, "What's happening right now?" It's just really good. It's just right. so good. Sometimes I cry with excitement, like when it's ice cream or something really good. You know, I'm happy tears. They're happy tears with my Dairy Queen. Oh boy, back to Dairy Hashtag Queen. Dairy Queen. <laughs> if you ever want to get Rex Hupke to do something, here's what it is. Here's the, the the kryptonite. Just show up with a Dairy Queen Blizzard. You can be like, "I need a large sum of money. Please loan it to me." No, I can't do that. I got a blizzard. You might get it out you of here. You got it. Yeah. Be Sold. like, how much? Okay. Done. All right. I need your air conditioning machine fixed or whatever. It is. <laughs> so I'll figure out a way to do it if the there is flying a, machines. If there's a blizzard involved, you got it. And what didn't? Wasn't there a blizzard on a dashboard story? Yeah. What was that one? What did you do? You yeah. Made, okay. I got. I was so. You got into, rear-ended. No, I rear-ended somebody. <laughs> I was so. I got a. Now listen. If anybody's ever had a Dairy Queen blizzard, they know sometimes they're made. Okay. Other times they're made with a lot of love. And you oh, can it's just about t- the maker of yeah, the wizard. Too. Sometimes they're just they nail it. They nail the blend. Everything's right there. So I was having a religious experience over this blizzard that I had just gotten. I was on my way into work. Not here. This was in Indiana. And I 
was just digging it and all of a sudden did not see the person ahead of me stop. But bam Blizzard, boom, hit the windshield. <laughs> hit the windshield. <laughs> Started to slowly Aww. go down the windshield. I, I will cut to the chase, though, and I did save, manage to save some of the blizzard and had it later, but, but that's besides <laughs> the point. had it later. After the cops <laughs> but, left, I had it. But I blizzard. get out, and it's this really nice woman, and, and, I'm, and I immediately, I mean, I just, it was, to- obviously, this was totally right. my fault, and I actually, I just said, I'm so sorry, I was real. I was eating my, this ice cream and i was really and she's just and i honestly i don't know she if she thought, thought there was something was the yeah she, she didn't know she thought my life was so tragic right. that she's she like, gave me a cool. hug oh, <laughs> you hit her car i hit her car and she gave me a hug and we parted company because her car was not damaged mine the whole front hood the whole front hood was crumpled up wow but hers was fine and i did finish that blizzard i did finish it and I don't regret it. I don't regret a thing. I don't <laughs> I regret. That's why nothing. you have. That's why you have insurance, folks. <laughs> so For you can enjoy related. a blizzard and have an occasional fender bender. Speaking of distracted driving, <laughs> yes, we were talking about oh, technology. Boy. Just sort of. But I'm going to add blizzards. Blizzard rapture. <laughs> well, you know what? I have seen people doing like at stoplights. You'll look over and people are like eating something or putting on makeup. I've seen someone paint their nails. While driving, oh, I was yeah. like, I'm a little worried about her. I saw somebody reading a book one time <laughs> on the highway. I was like, what, the, what are you Use doing? Audiobooks. What are you doing? Yeah, that's very weird. But it was a gripping read. You know? I guess. Was, a real yeah. page turner. Sure. But I mean, I saw a guy one time. I feel like the least car-friendly food is the taco, maybe? And I saw someone eating tacos. Soup wouldn't be good. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. But like had them, had several of them out in a little tray and they were open and he was like, Digging in on wow. the tacos had a lot of things going on, but okay. then I've also seen people with like ketchup squeezed out on <laughs> yeah, like a on napkin the on the dashboard, <laughs> and they've got like fries and burgers <laughs> and all kind of things happening. Like just, just, just pull over for a minute, yes. just have the food. Yes, I would like to point out that I was very young and stupid at the time of the Dairy Queen incident. Oh, I think then... that subtext came through. I think you're <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> okay. No. Although I will say that in terms of in terms of my passion for Dairy Queen, that has not that has not. Uh, if only thing that if anything that's just. Lit it's the only fire. Grown. It's, it's only grown because yes. you and the blizzard went through some stuff together. I just now, I call you know a Lyft or an Uber before I get my blizzard, good. and then we're all good. As well, you should. <laughs> all right, we need to take another break, and then we are probably going to check in with Mark Caro, and we're going to find out about the stuff he's got coming up on the show here at nine o'clock. So back in just a bit on seven twenty WGN. 720 WGN, that does it for me and Rex Hupke. We're going to get out of here. But our friends Chris Jones and Mark Carroll are here. I have been saying Mark Carroll. I didn't know both of you would be here. Hello. How's it going? Chris is, Chris is my little, uh, my little sidekick. Hang on. I'm going to turn your mic on. Yeah, am I now? I pushed, now I pushed on. Yes. Uh, yeah, Chris is my little sidekick. And, uh, you know, he sees himself as kind of the Robin in this relationship. He's not sitting in a microphone, so I, I get to say, say whatever the heck he wants. Perhaps want. we ask Chris how he feels about that. <laughs> Chris, sit. Come, come over here. This is microphone. Because I have you. a feeling Chris might have something to say about this. Well, you never know. Oh, you never know. <laughs> How are you, Amy? He's my trusty side. Rex nice Hupke right here in the studio. Indeed, right? Yeah. Roger. Roger, right? Also, Roger no, Steele. <laughs> Roger, Steel. Roger, Roger Steelman or Steelman. unnamed co-host. Unnamed I go by co-host. Co-host. Unnamed co-host? Yes, I go, so by, yeah, I go no. by it. I like Roger Steelman. I think yeah, that's that good. good. But I would say Remington Steelman. Oh, yeah. Maybe. That's good, too. He just said, uh, you want to do some crosstalk? I said, so many egos in the same studio. How can you have crosstalk? Right. Nobody would stop for long. I want to talk. I want to talk. Let's bring this back to me real quick. (laughs) But enough about you. Let's talk about me more. No, just kidding. I want to hear about what's happening, what you guys have on the show tonight. We've got snacks. I went to the Sweets and Snacks Expo, and I got snacks. You guys want any? You want to try anything? Here, hold on. 
Because my wife told me, my wife told me that you know chewing snacks into a microphone would be great radio. That makes and she's great a, radio. She's a she actually uh, you know it could be that she was being sarcastic, but um, we're gonna we're gonna put this to the test. So you know we got look look at this brown rice chips. Paprika. That here. sounds delightful. Here, all right, try these, Amy Guth. I'm, here you go. I'm good with the brown <laughs> rice. Roger, come on. Try some, some brown rice paprika chips. I'm worried about. All right, we're gonna al- save allergens. this. We're gonna save this for our half hour. You, you will not benefit from the treats part of our uh, programming, right? And here. then we got uh, we got a little segment on magic. The return of the. Speaking of things that are great on radio, right? Yeah, we're gonna do re- some card tricks. The return of the. <laughs> ma- <laughs> The return of the ma- close-up. We're gonna do close-up magic right here in the oh, studio. Excellent. So you might want to. You really don't want to tune out. Then we got a we got a mime coming in after that. <laughs> it's gonna be great. It's gonna be the most amazing. If you're one of the three people standing in the showcase, hi. Uh, the the mime is gonna be fantastic, and 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 it's gonna be really mellow if you're at home. <laughs> so um, the sound of close-up magic is underrated. People anyway, so the magic lounge is coming back to Chicago. The magic lounge. Seven nights a week, all magic all the time. That's gonna be great. It will, and we're going to talk about Twin Peaks Ooh, no. because um, because nobody wants else wants to talk about it. So it's like I'll talk about Twin Peaks all we'll day. Talk with about you. Twin. Well, come on back in. You can do crosstalk <laughs> with us. All all it could just be the two hour crosstalk with you guys, and um, I think we'll probably hit some circus and Beatles. Yeah. Maybe we'll get benefit of Mr. Kite and hit them both. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. All the things. All right. Wow. All right. Nice to see Over you. Over to you. Thank you. Oh, it's uh, nine o'clock, and I don't know who the sponsor is. Is there a sponsor for the news? Um, <laughs> Coming up, here's the news. I think we're going to take not- a break first. Are we going to take a break first? Well, I thought you were going because it's 9 o'clock. It is are we taking o'clock. a break first or are we doing the news? Tom. Let's go with the news. Just pointing. Here's the news. With Doma Tipongo. Thank you.